From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents the Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome to the celebration of the daily televised Mass. I'm Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from three donors. The first is the estate of Miss Elaine Marie Glossop of Ontario. In memory of Elaine, her brother Alfred Jones, and her friend, Rodney Herbert Crown. The second is Mary Douglas from Wasega Beach, Ontario, in memory of her husband, Ian Douglas, who passed away 18 years ago yesterday on the on 26th of October, 2005. The third is Mar Concepcion Faustino from North York, Ontario, in support of the daily televised mass. Our thanks go out to the donors for the gift of this mass. As we prepare ourselves to celebrate this Eucharist, let us ask the Lord for the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, spirit of understanding to realize what is good and to, and to embrace it and to know what is evil and to shun it. <clears throat> you were sent to heal the contrite, Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with my mind, I am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh, I am a slave to the law of sin. The word of the Lord. Be 
The Lord be with you. <clears throat> A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say it is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see a south wind blowing, you say there will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky. Why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Why do you not judge for yourself what is right? Thus, when you go before, with your accuser before the magistrate, on the way, make an effort to settle the case. Or you may be dragged before the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer throw you in prison. I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid every last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. The good that I want to do, I do not do. And the evil that I want to avoid is exactly what I do. This pretty well summarizes my life and perhaps the life of so many people. We want to do what is good. We make a whole lot of resolution. And then why do we fail? You know, I want to have life. And that is exactly what Paul tells us. Choose life. Don't choose death. Actually, St. Thomas of Aquinas, a 13th century philosopher and theologian says, you and I cannot choose something that is evil. You and I cannot choose anything but something that is good. God created us in God's image and likeness, and God created us to choose good. We cannot choose evil. It's in our very DNA to choose good. And so the only time I will choose evil, the only time I will choose sin, is when that appears to be good. It's only when it looks good that I will choose it. 
And we see that in our reading from Genesis, where our parents were put, the first man and woman were put into paradise. They were told quite clearly, if you eat of the tree of the fruit of the tree of good and evil, you will die. Did they want to die? Definitely not. So why did they eat the fruit? It was because it looked so good. We are told that <clears throat> the serpent tempted the woman and said, God told you you're going to die. No, you're not going to die. You're going to live. And that was good. Then she looked at the fruit and it looked good. And she took and she ate. And that was good. And then she decided she would share. And sharing is good. And that is why she did this. My scripture uh, philosopher, my scripture professor rather, told me, he says, it was, you can't put the blame on E on the first woman and say, you know, well, she, she wiggled her eyelashes and she wiggled her hips and she says, here, come and eat this. No, he was standing right next to her. He too could have chosen. So why did he choose? Because it looked good. Everything that we see in life has to be good to choose. I was talking to a group of eighth grade students and I said, what are the things that destroy our society? And immediately they came up with adultery, with gambling, with alcoholism. These break up our family. And I said, what about pornography and opioids and drugs and all? So yes, that is true, but these are the three main sins that we commit. So if we know that these things are going to destroy community, destroy society, why do we choose it? And they were the ones that came up with the example. It says, when it comes to adultery, whether it's a man or woman, if they for, for one moment thought, you know what, this is going to break up my family, this is going to hurt my husband or my wife, this is going to destroy the children, they would never do it. But at that given moment, it looks so exciting. There is a risk, there's an excitement, there's the pleasure of sex, and they go for it. And then they realize the horror of it. It's unless it looks like good, we won't choose it. The same thing with alcohol. If you only knew the terrors of alcoholism, cirrhosis of the liver, loss of job, uh, breaking up of family, and all the other things, who would ever want to choose it? But at that given moment, when I'm under stress, when I'm under some sort of anxiety, and I take the alcohol and it gives me a sense of satisfaction, it helps me to, to forget all the stress that I have in life, it looks like something is good and therefore I touch the bottle. And same thing with gambling. I had a friend of mine who sadly died at the age of 40. She says, you know, going to the casino in that bus, everybody is so full of joy. All we can think is ching ching and the seven, three sevens in a row. And we are excited. It's going to happen all the time. And I said, does it? And he says, no. So as you look at the faces when they come back on the bus, there's not a sound in the bus. Everybody is so quiet. So I said, why do people do that? It's because it looks so good. Now, you can say, the good that I want to do, I don't do, and the evil that I want to avoid is what I do. 
is really a picture of my frailty. It's the fact that I'm human, the fact that I make mistakes. But you know what? Jesus does not let us off the hook so very easily at all. Jesus does not say, yes, I know that you are frail. I know that you're weak. I can give you a second chance. Jesus does give us a second chance. We can always repent. We can always come back to God. But Jesus said, for goodness sake, don't give that as an excuse. You can read the signs of the time. And we know that famous sign, those, those famous signs, red sky at night is a shepherd's delight. He knows that if there's a red sky at night, everything is going to be calm and peaceful. He can leave his shepherds out in the field. They're not going to be disturbed. There's not going to be any storms to worry them. He can be at peace and they can be at peace. Red sky in the morning is a shepherd's warning. It's a sign that there's going to be storm, there's going to be thunderclouds, there's going to be lightning. Get the sheep out of the fields and to into a shelter. Now, you and I don't go with red skies and, you know, in the night and the day. But I look up into the sky and I see the whole sky black as ever. I know it's going to rain. I take my umbrella, I take my coat out. If I can read the signs of the time, Jesus says, then why can't you see the signs that are in front of you? And you know, the beauty about it is that television, the soap operas, the movies keep on showing us that story over and over and over again. You have a story in which the man phones his wife and says, I'll be late in the evening because I've got extra work to do. And in the background, you can see a nubile secretary waiting over there. You don't need a scriptwriter to write what's going to happen next. You know what's going to happen, and you know where the disaster is going to be. You see a man under stress, his, his jobs have been canceled, his uh, contracts have been canceled, he's under stress, he's pulling his hair out of his head, and he's walking home. And on the way, he has to stop at three pubs on the way. Now, if he knew what was going to happen, cross the road and go on the other side. Read the signs of the time. That is what the Lord is telling us. But the beauty about it is the Lord says, even if you make a mistake, there is always time to turn around and come back. And I find that in my life, I can give this advice to people, avoid the pubs, avoid going, staying late at night, but I don't observe it myself. Why? Because the good that I want to do, I don't do. And the evil I want to avoid is precisely what I do. And therefore, the Lord always says, I give you a second chance. I give you a third chance. You can always turn away from sin and come back to God. And that's what we need to do and support one another in this action. God bless you all. Join me now as we pray together. For all those in our daily televised Mass intention book, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. During this month of October, a month of thanksgiving in a special way, we thank God for all the blessings that we have been given, and we ask continued blessings on ourselves, our neighbors, our country, and the world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. In thanksgiving to God for sending us men and women who continue to support us in our life to avoid sin, to do the good that we want to do, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord. Loving God, we ask you to bless us and to keep us always in your loving care. 
as a shepherd guides his flock, you guide us and you keep us and protect us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Through the mystery of this wine and water, may we share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine we have received. Through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Lord God, be pleased to accept these gifts that we offer to you with humble and with contrite hearts. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that this our sacrifice be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands. For the praise of the Lord in his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O Lord, our God, who once established these created things to sustain us in our frailty, grant that they may become for us now the sacrament of eternal life. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your word through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Savior and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, Jesus stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with the angels and all the saints, we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim. Holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving you thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. Amen. 
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. And once more giving thanks, he gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis our Pope, Francis our Bishop, all the clergy and this entire people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> through him, with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace, I leave you. My peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. With your spirit. Let us share with one another a sign of this peace and friendship.
behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us and all our dear ones unto life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you, Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Nourished by these redeeming gifts, O God, you will that we be partakers of the one bread and the one chalice. Grant that made one in Jesus Christ, we may joyfully bear the fruit for the salvation of the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ to love and serve the Lord and one another. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.